Good morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. The American Heart Association has funded more than $5 billion in cardiovascular, cerebrovascular, and brain health research since 1949, making it the single largest non-government supporter of heart and brain health research in the U.S. The results? We have had 70% drop in age-adjusted heart disease deaths since the Heart Association began research in 1948. Today, almost 50% in the United States have some form of CVD, including heart attack, heart failure, stroke, and hypertension. That's about 128 million people, unfortunately myself included. Despite the AHA being around nearly 100 years, as the centennial is gonna be June 10th, 2024, more than 50% of US adults don't know heart disease is the number one cause of death in the US, and stroke is number five. The AHA's mission continues into the next century thanks to educational research funded by the American Heart Association. They've made amazing progress, and there's still more work to be done and lives to be saved. The American Heart Association is committed to advancing health equity, which can exist only when all people have the opportunity to enjoy healthier lives. They're removing barriers to health through work in communities, scientific research, advocating for health policies, and more. The Southern Arizona Heart and Stroke Ball unites supporters with a shared purpose to raise the critical funds we need to ensure that this work continues. Let's have a ball, because today I'm fortunate enough to speak with Dr. Reza Movahed, President of the American Heart Association Southern Arizona Board and Clinical Professor at the University of Arizona, as well as Interventional Cardiologist. What a resume! We're also joined by the 2024 Chair of the Heart and Stroke Ball, Dr. Nushin Hazemda. I'm not going to try to say that. Hashem Let me try to say it again. Hashemzada. Yes, yeah, right? thank you. All right. I figured I'd get it. I told you we joke about it when we got things going, but welcome to Lifestyle Tucson, the both of you. Thank you both for joining me and thanks for sitting through that very long introduction. And thank you very much for inviting us. I really appreciate that. Thank I'm, you for having us. Yep. I'm really looking forward to talking to you. I really had a great time. I talked to uh, a group of the American Heart Association a few months back talking about the Go Red for Women lunch events that you guys are involved in. And it was a great topic and a great time talking all about heart health, getting involved and getting a little education. So why don't you give us a little bit of the 101 of what the American Heart Association is all about? I gave the history, but tell us about what the American Heart Association is actually all about. Basically, American Heart Association... Uh, it was founded about 100 years ago. So this year is a centennial year, actually. And that's why me and Nushin, my wife, both chairing the 100-year centennial American Heart Association hardball. So American Heart Association uh, has done a great job. As you said, for example, the research, over $5 billion research, the number one non-governmental organization to fund research in the United States. And actually, here in Tucson, we get more from American Heart than when we receive. For example, last year, when last time when we were hardball chair, whatever we earned, we bought $800,000, $900,000. American Heart gave us back as a research grant more than $1.5 million. Wow. So what we always get here in Tucson are much more than what, what we receive. So that's a nice thing that American Heart does. That's our number one, the research and giving all those research projects and grants uh, across the United States. Second, American Heart Association 
organize a lot of teachings and education activities. For example, here in Tucson, one of the main activities that American Heart Association does, teaching CPR in the high school uh, students. So actually, it's uh, almost a mandatory now that high school students, in order to be certified to be graduating, they have to learn how to perform CPR. This is one of other uh, the area. And then also political action committee, we try to help, for example, uh, raise the age for smoking, uh, reduce the age for smoking from 21 to 18. So we are very active. So we try to do anything we can in this regard and American Association actually supporting uh, our community in this regard. That's incredible. And I was asking a little bit about the history of why you got involved, but uh, you're both doctors, so I pretty much think you have a keen uh, interest in the topic here. Uh, how long have you been, you know, practicing medicine? I completed my interventional cardiology training in year 2000 at Yale University. So I'm an interventional cardiologist for 24 years. And of course, during all the years, I've seen many, many people suffering from cardiovascular disease, including dying from it. And my dedication as an interventional cardiologist has led me to believe American Heart Association and their mission and try to be involved as much as I can because I know still we have a long way to go to improve cardiovascular health. Yeah, a long way indeed. I mean, as many Cheerios as I can, but I'm going to have to do a lot more for my heart health, that's for sure. Mm. And again, it is something that is affecting me personally because I just found out that I have like a 50% blockage. It's not hardened, but that's brand new news to me where I was starting to have some chest pains and I put it off and put it off. And it's like, well, you don't have someone in your life that's going to nudge you and force you to go to the doctor. You better go and stop ignoring these tiny little symptoms. Because those little things are the warnings that we all have to pay attention to. Our own bodies are trying to tell us. I think that's the problem is that we think we are invincible. We are young, we exercise, and we think we don't need to any prevention. i give you an example. Arthur Ashe, he was a world champion in tennis. Mm -hmm. He was around 30 years old when he had a heart attack. Why? Because his cholesterol was around 500. He has familial hyperlipidemia, and he didn't know that. So that's the problem. We need to make sure that every one of us at least check our blood pressure, cholesterol, and sugar, and also go to doctor physical exam, make sure we are uh, the, in taking care of. And then if we have issues with our cholesterol, with blood pressure, with diabetes, or anything else, we address it and we treat. So treatment and prevention is the key. A lot of times people don't feel the hypertension unless it's too late and they come with a stroke or a heart attack, the same thing. Diabetes, most of the time, it doesn't cause any symptoms, but this causes damage inside the body. And then when you don't go to the doctor and you don't know about your diabetes and you don't treat it and prevent it, and suddenly you have a heart attack stroke. And that's the problem that we have. We have to be engaged in prevention and go to a doctor early. And then if we have any issues with our health, we have to start treatment sooner than later. Yep. Time is the thing that you got to keep on your side for sure, because it's time that is going to be the only thing that keeps you alive. Really getting ahead of these things, being aware of it and listening to your doctor and smart doctors that you hear on the radio <laughs> like right now. And let's talk to another fine, fine doctor. All right. And let me ask you, as you are the head of the heart and stroke ball, let's talk about that big event that's coming up because I'm really excited to talk about it. It's going to happen on Saturday, March 2nd at 6 p.m. at the Westin La Paloma Resort and Spa. Tell us all about the heart and stroke ball. I'm really excited to learn about it because it's your like biggest annual event, I think. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so American Heart Association has three major events in Tucson or in every city. 
Um, it's hard ball, hard walk, and go red. So being hard ball being the largest one. And this year is the centennial heart and stroke ball. Um, it's held at La Western La Paloma Hotel on March 2nd. Uh, we do have live auctions, silent auctions. So this, the event starts at 6 p.m. and uh, ballroom door opens at 7.30 with dinner. It is a world heart, so we do have different cultures, different type of dancers. It'll be a fun night. We are raising for money, again, for American Heart Association. And just to let you know that um, every year, whatever we raise, tw- more than twice of it actually comes back to Tucson. So Tucson really, really needs this money. Uh, this year, whatever we fundraise, again, more than twice of it will come back for, we are replacing all the CPR kids in the in the schools throughout Tucson. Really? We're also paying some of the money for teaching and training for healthy eating in South Tucson area. Wow. See, you got to love when you're actually saying like, here's exactly what we're doing with the money. Cause sometimes people think that, Oh, we're throwing money to this organization. And where's it go? Like it's in a big pile in a vault somewhere. You're going to replace all of the CPR kits and all of the schools in, in Tucson. Yes. So the CPR kits are expiring this year. So we are replacing all of those uh, with the money that's raised at the hard ball. That's incredible. Again, CPR being such a big, big part of really a very simple way that we can all save lives and have the, intelligence and the ability to save lives. And you were saying that you have to actually have the CPR training to graduate now. That's incredible. That is something. And again, putting your money where your mouth is of like, yeah, you got to do it. And we're going to make sure that you all have up to date, unexpired CPR kits to try, use and have in the schools. So everyone's able to do that. That is quite an achievement. Right. So the tickets are still available. You can log into www.heart.org slash S-O-A-Z-H-B to purchase your ticket. Please help. All the schools need CPR kits and we are raising money for Tucson. Thank you. That's fantastic. Again, she's saying it like it's a closing argument. And you're not on (laughs) trial here. This is exactly (laughs) what we want to talk about because, yeah, that's again, I'm like taken aback. That's such a good use of the money. That is just right there. Like we're doing it for this and here's why. And CPR, I think that it, it really is the most thing. I've, it's on, been on my list of things to do for a while. Like I need it. I need the CPR training. And also the like infant CPR training. We're helping a toddler that's choking is very different than, than helping a, a, a grown person. So learning all the different types of ways that we can save lives is huge. And I learned about it. When I was talking to like, what about, do you have the training where if you're in Target, they have like the paddles somewhere at Target, right? Where if someone's having a problem, you can use the paddles and and clear and what's that called? So AED, external uh, automatic defibrillator is a device that uh, when somebody go to ventricular fibrillation, which is the basically number one cause of sudden death in somebody with a heart attack, it's going to shock the person and bring it back. The key is to use it and also in conjunction with CPR. Uh, Unfortunately, when somebody collapses, majority of people are afraid to go and try to help that person. I'll give you an example. I was uh, and called uh, in Sierra Vista for uh, heart attack uh, people, a person who has uh, uh, issues. And suddenly in uh, Walmart, around uh, a man, 50 50 years old, a man collapsed. 
And unfortunately, nobody did anything until paramedic arrived. He was lucky that he still had some pulse, so he survived that event. But if he, if he had a complete cardiac arrest by the time paramedic uh, comes, he would be dead because the importance is the first five to 10 minutes. If you cannot support the cardiovascular flow, you cannot give CPR or you do not give CPR, the person has no chance of survival. Uh, the first few minutes is extremely important. You have to keep the heart going. Now, we know that uh, CPR is taught with mouth-to-mouth -mouth, and the majority of population are afraid of giving mouth-to-mouth -mouth breathing. However, we did a study in, at the University of Arizona has published, we published a lot of paper that actually chest compression only without mouth-to-mouth -mouth is very effective, actually even maybe more effective than interruption of the chest compression. So all what you need to do is start hundreds uh, times per minute uh, press on the chest anti-paramedic error. Basically, if you see somebody collapse, you have to check, you have to talk. If they have no pulse and no breathing, you start chest compression only after you call 911. Now, if you have an AED available, you or somebody has to get it because in the first one or two minutes, AED is extremely, uh, 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 extremely efficient and you can bring the heart rhythm back because it's just happened and the heart has not lost a lot of blood in the coronaries and you shock, they come back. However, if it's yet late, after 5-10 minutes, that may not be any more helpful. Therefore, if there is an AED, you have to get it and follow the comment of the AED and device and then continue chest compression, only CPR until paramedic arrives. Now, we have to separate cardiac arrest from respiratory arrest. Of course, if you have somebody drowning or somebody chokes, there's a respiratory arrest, you have to give a mouth-to-mouth -mouth, uh, breathing. However, if somebody have a cardiac arrest, suddenly pass out, most of the time it's a, a ventricular fibrillation or heart stop beating. At that time, all what you need to do, chest compression only, which is much simpler and easier to perform until paramedic arrived. That's the key that I want to mention. It's very, very important. Do not give up and just call 911 and leave it there because by the time uh, a paramedic arrives, which usually is about 10 minutes, that would be too late. See that? That's really good sound advice that you got to listen to because that's the advice that's going to save a life. We all just learned that really it's just all the high school kids that are learning this. You're going to put your lives in, in, in the hands of all the high school kids? What are you kidding? Their hands are full of phones. They're not looking to save lives. They're busy looking at screens. So it's up to you to learn how to do this and get educated. And you can find some of these programs on the website. Just go to heart.org. And the American Heart Association offers a lot of great programs here locally to learn. Take these classes. There are free classes, all this sort of stuff, and lots of resources online as well. Where else can people find you online uh, and other resources for stuff like this? In the American Heart Association website is the great resource. Also, American College of Cardiology has a website that you can also look. They have all type of guidelines, educational activities, including slides about every part, hypertension, diabetes, hyperlipidemia. You can find all kind of educational uh, uh, activities by going to those websites. There you go. Make sure to follow them over on Facebook and Instagram. I believe they are at American underscore heart on Instagram. Get all the details and follow those hashtags to stay up on what's going on. Um, go through some of those other pinnacle events that you were talking about a little bit ago that people can look forward to checking out. I know that you're the chair of the, the Heart and Stroke Ball, but what are some of the other events that people can look for throughout the year? Okay, so Centennial Heart Bar on March 2nd, 24 at Western La Paloma, Heart Walk is on May 4th, and then Go Red event 
is in sometimes September. You can go over to heart.org and go sign up for their newsletter to keep track of all these fun events that are happening. Get those updates sent right to your inbox and make sure to come hang out with us on Saturday, March 2nd, because that's going to be the big one for the Southern Arizona Heart and Stroke Ball. And I'll give you more details on that, where you can get tickets and all that stuff in the recap in a little bit. But now let's talk a little bit more with our doctors all right, and find out what's up when we find out about some of the history that you guys have had, because I'd love to hear a success story of the, uh, you know, I'd love to hear a success story from you. I often ask for one, and you were telling me a great one off the air. So why don't you tell us about the Roadrunner Captain Craig Cunningham and what you did for this man? In 2016, when I was on call, suddenly I got a call that Craig Cunningham, which was 27 year old and captain of Roadrunner ice hockey team, suddenly collapsed right before the game. So CPR, actually mostly chest compression only, was started, and then he received many shocks, but he was not coming back. So I got called in the hospital. I was at St. Mary Hospital, and he came, and we continued CPR and also shocking uh, multiple times, but he was not coming back. So we did not give up. He was very young guys. He had a sudden cardiac arrest. So we put a balloon pump, and then we realized that he needed ECMO, basically external cardiopulmonary support. So we called university and they brought the machine and device and he, was, uh, he received that machine and after a week actually he completely survived and recovered uh, and then he had zero, zero neurological deficit. And the key was that chest compression only CPR was started right away. Even he received it up to two hours intermittently. That kept his brain going and he had absolutely no deficit uh, whatsoever and then he survived. And this is a lucky story. Tell us that you have to continue and you have not to give up. As long as you start it early, do not give up. And then you have a hope that the person will survive. This is, again, another lesson that television and movies, like how they lie to us, where how many times do you see someone performing CPR in television movies and they try for a good 20 seconds like, oh, he's gone. It's over. I always thought that they that's what CPR is. I thought it's a five-minute thing. Yeah. You can do it for over two hours? Right. That's incredible. I had no idea. I mean, yeah, he uh, because he was young and we knew uh, that uh, CPR was started early uh, so that he has a hope. So, of course, in, the, in, the, in between, he may stabilize the rhythm, but then he would go back to refib back to cardiac arrest, and we had to do intermittent, yes, up to two hours until actually the machine arrived. We put him in a hard lung machine, and then he survived. Yes. The key is do not give up uh, and then just continue because you know that you start early and the patient has a hope, yes. There you go. You got to keep that hope. Keep hope alive is the right. thing to do because that's going to keep people alive. And get educated and learn how to do this. It's all within our grasp to be able to be informed and educated. And these, I believe these programs that they offer are free. They're not charging, trying to you know make a buck off uh, teaching you how to save people's lives. So go online, go get all the resources that you can find there and go get out in the world to go to one of these community events so you can learn about heart health, learn about how you can save lives because the life that you're most likely going to save is someone that you know, a family member or a friend, someone that you're often around. That's just statistics. You got to be able to know when someone is having like a stroke. So that's the thing, right? Isn't there like signs of stroke when someone's starting to have a stroke? How do you, what are some tips for someone listening that might, you know, they might need to hear? How can you tell if someone's starting to have a stroke? Usually a speech problem. They started, their speech is incoherent. Oh, and then suddenly they cannot move part of the body. Usually that's what it starts. The key is 
you have also bring them as soon as possible to the hospital because now in the first two hours of the stroke, if it's ischemic stroke, we can get the blood muster thrombolytic and resolve the clot or do another intervention and then try to remove the clot if it's in carotid or in a big vessel and actually reverse the course of stroke. So it's very important recognizing the sign and symptom of stroke and immediately call 911 and bring the patient to the hospital and start the process of possibly giving the uh, thrombolytic or blood thinner that can save the personal life or reverse the stroke. Again, another thing where time is the biggest factor. So knowing what to do, not hesitating, and being educated enough to you know, be on call yourself in a way, that's how you're going to be successful, save some lives, and feel safer when you're in these sorts of situations where what's happening? What's happening? I don't know. You don't want to be stuck there with fight or flight. You want to know, I need to help this person. It's okay to help them. And, and not be afraid of physically touching a stranger that you're just going to compress their chest. Again, knowing that it's not mouth to mouth, that it's safe, it's okay, and you could be keeping that person alive. That's something that's very important. I want you to feel that and feel that you know you can do it and know you know where to go to get educated to know you can do it safely and when to do it. So really a great conversation here. Again, I don't really get to talk to doctors as much in a casual conversation yes. like this. Usually it's me going, what's wrong with me? <laughs> so I really do appreciate having you both in. Um, if there was any uh, final thoughts that you can give me uh, about your organization, I often ask this. If you had a wish for your organization, one wish, what would it be? My big wish would be for American Heart Association to get more, um, larger funding so they can actually fund us back for research, healthy living, and uh, educational purposes. And wish American Heart Association will be here for the next 100 years and uh, get bigger and more successful so we can celebrate. We won't be here, but somebody can celebrate the 200 years anniversary. I really want to thank American Heart Association for everything they do. This organization goes above and beyond for keeping the community healthy and education or educating the, the kids and adults for healthy living and heart healthy. And as a physician, I wish it and I hope that American Heart Association can eliminate or nearly eliminate heart attack and stroke in the future. Hey, these are some good wishes, big wishes as well. Not ones that we can grant, but certainly ones that we can try to make come true by being that much more educated, helping each other, helping spread the word and spread the love and the knowledge about the American Heart Association, all their programs, how you can get involved, how you yourselves can learn how to perform CPR and the different versions of it for various situations. So that's a big wish. Let's hope that that wish comes true and do our best to work to make it come true. Because today we made friends with Dr. Reza Movahed, president of the American Heart Association Southern Arizona Board and clinical professor at the UA and interventional cardiologist, as well as chair of the 2024 Heart and Stroke Ball, Dr. Nushin Hashemzadeh. Thank you both for joining me today. And thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having us here. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a recap. I love talking to doctors. It's always good to get free advice, right? We know laughter's the best medicine, so I like to feel like I'm doing my part too when it comes to having doctors on Lifestyle Tucson. I did miss the opportunity to say, meh, 
What's up, Doc? I, I almost fit it in there, but uh, maybe next time we'll have to have them back. But if you want to get all the information about everything, I got a recap for you. The Heart and Stroke Ball is going to be on Saturday, March 2nd, starting at 6 p.m. at the Westin La Paloma Resort and Spa. Starts at 6 p.m. Lots of fun things to do, like the cocktail hour, the silent auction, and live auction as well. Dinner and dancing. Edmund Marquez is going to be the MC. Zarina Lopez is going to be our passionate speaker, and it's the 100th anniversary of the American Heart Association. So we hope to see you out at the Heart and Stroke Ball. It's going to be such a big deal. You can follow along over on Instagram at American underscore heart, or go right to the source over at heart.org, and then just do some searches for your local chapters to keep up on all the things happening locally here in Tucson with the American Heart Association. Feel free to check out a previous episode, uh, episode 30-something, with my talk uh, with the American Heart Association about their Go Red for Women luncheon. Another one that was really great, and you get a lot of details about what the American Heart Association is all about, especially here locally. So it's really good to get their voices heard, and maybe I'll have them back for their next event. Then I'll have covered all three. So that'll be a really great time. And you can subscribe and listen and all that stuff. In fact, I'll tell you where you can do all that now. Because I want to first thank our new friends at the American Heart Association for joining me today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. If you're a nonprofit that would like to be on the show, email lifestyletucson at gmail.com. For more information about this program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Audible, or wherever fine podcasts are heart healthy. Follow on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Lifestyle Tucson, because I'm your BFF, your best Frank forever, Frank Powers, Toot Toot Tucson. I love you the most. <laughs>